Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you'd like to help preserve this moment in history for future generations, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. At age 67, and in one of the risk groups, Claire wondered why her friends and family weren't reaching out to her at the dawn of the pandemic. If we're all in this together, shouldn't more people be checking in on her as someone who is in the age risk group? So she took care of herself, buying a new home, adopting a new dog, documenting the election in the United States, and finding new ways to write and explore her own artwork. I was training on weights and um, my trainer said something to me about how there was an illness going around. I had heard it on the news and he had said that he heard that thousands and thousands of people would die. And I said, I don't believe it. Just goes to show you. I had already heard about it. I knew about Ebola, but I never heard about it hitting the United States. I'm not surprised that it hit us. And uh, I guess I'm used to it. And I'm kind of tired of it and used to it at the same time. I just moved back here. I'm in Sykesville, Maryland. I was in uh, Booton, New Jersey for thousands of years. I was uh, married for two years and happily divorced. And then stayed there uh, as a teacher from 1990 through uh, this past September. And uh, I just moved back here, which was crazy because I moved during the pandemic. I found a house during the pandemic. So I just moved here and uh, it's been hard and easy at the same time. It's been hard because I haven't been able to find anybody as a friend. And it's been easy because I haven't had to find anybody as a friend. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's extremely lonely. That's the worst part of it is the loneliness. Uh, I think we're down to 2% and it's not bad at all. Uh, just about a, a few hundred people are being admitted to the hospital in Maryland and um, things are good. Things are starting to open up. I have three dogs, three rescue dogs. I was working at a, a animal shelter and it was right before the pandemic hit. And uh, I was helping them out as a volunteer activity. And I was buying a third dog. And um, I was thinking, oh, I want that dog. Cause uh, that dog was 
looked depressed to me and it seemed like it needed me, of course. I have two medium-sized dogs and I thought, I need to do this third dog. So I went down and, and kind of claimed the third dog, brought my two dogs in to meet it. And I just got this dog, Odo, under the wire because the pandemic hit right right afterwards. So the, the, uh, the place closed down, all the volunteer activities closed down. I had signed up for Odo's training and that was canceled. It went on Zoom and I didn't want to do Zoom training activities because that was kind of useless to me. I had a poetry workshop and that was canceled. Um, they weren't doing Zoom at the beginning. I had uh, stretch classes and they were canceled. Everything closed down. The whole of Booton uh, town was just closed. It was, it was deserted. It was extremely odd. Supermarkets completely emptied out of toilet paper. People were going in droves to get toilet paper. I don't know what they thought was going to happen, but toilet paper was gone. And uh, I had enough of it. I didn't believe I needed that much toilet paper. So I was upset. What I was upset about was masks. I first went into a store with a kerchief on and I felt as if everybody was staring at me. So I went on this huge search for masks and uh, found out that people were making them, found them somewhere. I don't even know where, but I bought them from this person. It was sort of kind of like a black market uh, on the uh, web. And then I found out somebody was making them uh, with uh, sheets. So if, if I would uh, give my sheets, they would make them. So I gave a, a huge amount of sheets to this woman. And then I, then I, after that, I, I started getting uh, masks like crazy. Designer masks, uh, masks with um, uh, artists on them. I have Van Gogh masks. I have uh, uh, masks with lions on them because I'm a lion lover. I got masks all over the place. So um, it, it went from no masks whatsoever. I have masks all over my car. I had a colonoscopy and an endoscopy set up. That was canceled. I had a, a house search going on because I suddenly decided since uh, I, I lived in a house on a cul-de-sac in Booton, uh, New Jersey. I hated it. It was on a cul-de-sac, it had no air conditioning whatsoever. It was an extremely old house, had no air conditioning. I was on a, a, a walk bridge and I had to get out of there. So I decided to move down here with my sister who lives down here. My sister is 12 years older than I am. I'm now, now 67, I just turned 67. So she's in her 70s and her husband just is just turning 83. I decided to go on this grand house search online. So I had to find a house online. And that was really, really odd. I was packing boxes in no air conditioning for a full year. I found a house, uh, but I had to buy it online. I didn't see this house that I'm in right now until uh, I found it through Redfin online, through looking at it 
through a camera, depending on uh, the realtor's uh, suggestions. So that was odd. There was no general hospital for weeks. That was horrible to me because I'm a general hospital fan. And I, I am, I have a doctoral degree. I have a degree in uh, philosophy and poetry, but I love the soap opera and it stopped. I had, was supposed to have a car inspection. That was gone. I had to have my hair done because I have red hair. Really, it's gray. It's all gray and it's short. No, it started growing out. It started getting gray. That was all closed out. Uh, what I did like about it was we started giving each other a wide berth in the supermarkets when they finally opened up again. I'm not necessarily the most social creature in the world, so I enjoy that. I enjoy being behind the mask because um, I could mutter things. I like muttering things in, in the supermarket and in the stores. And I like being behind the mask so I could say stuff. I like talking to myself. I happen to be uh, a political wonk. So I was on MSNBC every day, every day. And I'll tell you, I have journals upon journals and I recorded the whole darn uh, pandemic in three journals every single day of what was going on and especially what was going on with 45. I won't call him by name. I called him 45 and then when he failed the selection, yes, he did fail. He did not win by default, he failed. He, I now call him the former because he wants to be called 45. So when uh, the, the former went on the news, I have when he said, what, what is it, oxy what it is. And I recorded that. I recorded when he uh, said to inject light into the body. I have all that recorded in my reaction to it. Boy, I use a lot of really bad words. I was alone during this whole time because the trainer was doing Zoom classes with me, but that was my only human, human interaction. Um, I had several friends, but we were taking a break from each other because it was just too close of relationship. So I didn't really have anybody. It was extremely lonely. I was surrounded by boxes. I was looking for a house out in, in, the, in the yard. People were coming to the bridge, the walking bridge outside because that's the only place they could go without wearing masks. It was horrible. People came in droves and they would drive down and, and uh, park and everywhere. I'm telling you, I'm not a people person. <laughs> they were all over the place. A couple of times I called the cops because uh, teenagers would hang out with each other and jump into the water. And they're not supposed to jump into the reservoir there. There's a reservoir that serves Jersey City. And they were jumping into the reservoir and um, they were not socially distant. So I called the cops. The cops were getting sick and tired of me. But in a way, that was my only human interaction. So it was a big deal for me to get dressed up to go to the store. And then I would get really mad because I was at Walmart and nobody would be wearing their masks. 
correctly. They were just hanging down below their noses. So I got mad at that. Uh, what I did do was get, I finished my memoir. I wrote a memoir and I finished that. So I was kind of blossoming. I wrote a lot of poetry and I got a, a poem published. Uh, my hair grew out, it grew gray. I have a list of the good things and the bad things. I was embarrassed and ashamed at how uh, this country was dealing with uh, the technology of it because it was it was wrong. It was not being handled correctly. Uh, it was not being administrated correctly. The, the COVID tests were horribly done. I, I couldn't find a COVID test really till I got down here in Maryland. And that was in September of that year. The technology, uh, I learned how to use the computer extremely well. I learned how to use the iPhone extremely well. I only had an iPhone when I first moved in here because uh, I did not have any internet, any uh, telephone that was, uh, I'm, I'm a landline person. I did not have any um, TV and I'm a TV person. So I was just stuck with an iPhone and I, I didn't know how to use the iPhone. Well, I did, I learned emails. I certainly got into that. I learned how to use Facebook. I never did that. What I did enjoy was because there was so little technology, all the wildlife came back. I love that at the reservoir. That's one thing I miss about being up in New Jersey uh, was I was close to the reservoir and the geese would come in and there were, you were huge amounts of geese and, and birds. And I loved the, the amount of birds that there were because there was so little stuff happening outside. People wouldn't drive. With the technology, with the doctors, I could not go for operations because of that. And that was stopped. Down here, I was supposed to uh, have an uh, endoscopy, a uh, colonoscopy, uh, but my sister was too afraid to go to drive me there. She, her husband wouldn't let her because she is a cancer survivor. My brother-in-law said, forget it. And I couldn't get an Uber driver to take me there because they wouldn't allow it. So uh, I had to get it colonoscopy, endoscopy done without anesthesia. That was an exciting moment. And the uh, colonoscopy was incomplete because I could not get it done correctly. So I saw the whole thing as I was awake. That kind of technology was not so terrific. And I drove myself home. She was not afraid of it as much as my brother-in-law was. He is so paranoid that he wears double gloves, he wears double masks. I am finally now uh, in 2021 going over there for uh, hard shell crabs, which is big in Maryland. Next, uh, the 20th, that's the big date. She's planning for it now, two weeks earlier, because uh, we're both vaccinated. I am amazed at the vaccination. I have videotapes of the vaccinations, even though they didn't allow it most places. I have a videotape of my getting the vaccination. I was so uh, excited about that. 
I couldn't get a state inspe inspection of my car. Uh, and I still have New Jersey uh, license plates because the DMV down here will not allow me to get a, a license plates because they keep screwing me over. They, they just they, they just won't get it. So I have no uh, Maryland license plates. One, one day during the pandemic, I was watching TV and uh, the uh, Capitol was attacked and uh, I was recording it in my journal because I kept journals. Thank goodness I kept journals during that uh, event. And uh, I was, I joined jujitsu down here. That was extremely hard because I could hardly breathe through the masks while I was taking jujitsu. That day uh, I was upset because uh, one of the members of the class was a Capitol Police officer. And uh, I was really worked up about that. I was also worked up because uh, the I was really bad at jujitsu. So that day I, I did not go into jujitsu because I, I just was tired of being the worst in the class. I have a black belt in jujitsu. I got it in 1989. I was really bad because um, in my 60s and they were all in their 20s. They were all first responders, and I was really glad about that. They were all in their 20s, and I was just really clumsy. So that day, I watched this attack. I was so worried about this guy because I really liked him, and I finally got in touch with him uh, that next day because um, I was able to text him, and he said that it, he only heard him his ankle and uh, he got um, deer spray uh, blown into his face, uh, but he was okay. Because a couple of people did die during that event. And um, that was really upsetting. It, what was hard about it was I couldn't reach out to people. I could just sit in my house and watch things happen on TV or uh, hear about it on the phone or uh, talk to people through emails and not touch them. That was the hardest part about it. Here's my list. I have uh, good things about the quarantine and I have 26 of them. I can avoid people. <laughs> I don't have to touch people. The constant drama, I kind of like that. I can be a recluse in peace. Um, I can be able to spend all day with the dogs. I really like that. I have a dog that has social anxiety. I can write all day. There's more wildlife. There's less pollution. There's more quiet. There's less traffic. The people are more polite. There's essential, only essential doors are open, uh, stores are open. I can get away with doing nothing, though I am doing many things. I am creative. I don't have to wear a bra. I can save money on my hair. There's no, less social anxiety. There's less gas spent. Uh, less doctor's appointments. Less people on uh, out on chilly days. No mouthwash. Uh, less money spent. Bird calls are louder. 
outside smells are sweeter. The bad stuff. Everybody's home. Uh, the PSAs are multiplied. They always say, we're in this together. And I got so mad at that because nobody called me. Nobody checked on me, in, even though I was a senior and I was completely alone. We are all prisoners. 45 idiocy. The death rate. The death rate was just astounding to me. Uh, and then I wrote the death again because I was I was in New Jersey and I could not believe how uh, people were just being piled up. They're being piled up in in, uh, in New York and in New Jersey, uh, and they were being piled up in trucks. That's that's the way it's going in New uh, in India right now. Everything is closed. I gain weight. I gain weight and then I lost weight. No doctor's appointments is bad. The home sales are on hold. People who don't recognize uh, social distancing or, uh, or wear masks. The hand washing. I was so sick of hand washing. Uh, the hand washing instructions. Every day on TV, they say how to wash hands. And we're in this together. Yeah, right. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.